Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. This is not a nerdy episode or... Maybe it is, but I feel like we should go ahead and say something very interesting at the front end to capture your attention just to keep you with us. The fact that you've clicked on the episode means you must like us. But presidential libraries aren't just libraries of books. And when a president accepts a gift from a foreign head of state, it becomes the property of the American people as the president works on our behalf. So there are gifts in libraries and museums across the U.S. that technically belong to all of us. So we're going to talk about some of those libraries that exist in the southern United States today. Meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Welcome back to the Steel Magnolias podcast. And if you have not followed us on Instagram, then you may not know we just crossed our 150th episode. That's impressive. And it is. It really is. Like I was just astonished that we were at that number. But oftentimes we do have people ask us, how do you still have topics? Like that's a lot of topics you've already covered. So I feel like today is a perfect example of where in the world your roster of topics, Lainey, comes from. I don't know if I'll ever know. but always changing, but always long still, the list. Where did presidential libraries even come from? Okay. Because it's not The idea of the... Yeah. Well, okay. I think it came in my mind when I had a conversation with some friends of ours who somebody in their family actually gave a gift to uh, the Clintons that is in the Clinton uh, presidential library in Little Rock. Okay. And they had been to see it and everything. And so that's that's wild. That is kind of wild. But anyhow, I think that's kind of what put it on my radar. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's in Arkansas. And there's others in the South. I used to live in Atlanta for a period of time. And that's where the Jimmy Carter presidential library was and they would have events on the oh rounds there and different things like that so i just thought this is kind of that could be an interesting topic right. to talk about the ones that are in the south right and it's not exclusively southern they're all over the u.s all over but we do have several that are right here in our backyard and i think it's interesting they're even called libraries because they do not always include bookshelves like we would in 
envision a library. A lot of them include archives. But I think a better name would just be Museum and Research Center. You're probably right. Now, I've been to other libraries that that have more than just books. Right. For instance, if any of you ever find yourself in London, one of my Mm. favorite things to mention to people is do not miss the British Library. See, I would not think it to is go a library. There. It is free to go in, but it includes all of these um, displays, mostly of um, well, it's all British literature and okay. music. Okay, so they'll have like original Alice in Wonderland. Wow, you know, wow, book from. Wow. They'll have uh, Beatles songs written on like a piece. of of notebook paper right you know that is preserved there in the library uh pride and prejudice like they have some really amazing cool. things there that are not just books right see i wouldn't th- i would hear british library and i would and think go. this is for the locals to go check a book out and it is partially that as well but it's so much more and it's free so i had a great time seeing that and would go back again um so i think that's kind of that's the concept where, yeah and and we're yeah so these places these libraries are meant to preserve historical materials support research as well absolutely but yeah to just create exhibits that educate and inspire us to remember what what each of these presidencies held like that's what, right. what their each you administration know, had its own flavor and yes etc what they encountered in history and what that's they right. yeah Yeah. And another thing I think is really cool about these is if you get the opportunity to tour the White House, it does not include the Oval Office. When you tour the White House... Okay. Now, you may get some strange opportunity to get to see it. Right. Some special pass if you know somebody. But typically, that's not on a tour of the White House. Right. For obvious reasons. I mean... Yeah. Security reasons, all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. They're maybe in there working or meeting. Uh, (laughs) So most of the... It is a functioning place. (laughs) Exactly. Most of these include an exact replica of the Oval Office of that time. That's so cool. And I think that's really cool. That's so So cool. So you can get kind of a picture of what that may have been like. So there are... Are there about 15 of these? Total? Yeah. Probably. That sounds right. So when I first started thinking about that, I was thinking, okay, so why are there not one for every president? Oh, great question. I thought that too. Yeah. Uh, Well. Feels like there should be, but... Let me tell a little intro history okay so president franklin d roosevelt believed that the papers books and memorabilia from his administration were part of the heritage of the united states true and that they should be preserved and made available to the public okay so in december 1938 he made an announcement that he planned to build a new facility a presidential library okay on his estate in Hyde Park, New York. So he raised all the money and built the library and then donated the building and its contents wow. to the National Archives. Wow. So that's, so as you First just one. stated, he did it. He gave yes. the land, he yes. raised the money, and that's still in effect today. Like you can't use federal funds to go build a building or use federal land to put these on. It's up to the administration 
even if you decide to do this after your presidency, okay, you can't go back and use federal funds or pull from but federal budgets. So to get the ball rolling, a former president has to basically create a nonprofit and raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. So it's quite an undertaking. And they're pre- usually fairly large. I mean, you know, yeah, many acres of land and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, we have five in the South. All right, let's start going through them. Uh, I just went kind of in order of when they were president. Oh, that's, Is that's that exactly okay? how I did it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So the first would be Lyndon Johnson. Yep. In Austin, Texas, near the campus of the University of Texas. Yep. Um, it's well, open to the public right now. In fact, all of these are. I'll just okay. go ahead and state a blanket statement. Like COVID restrictions changed things. But right now, as of spring of 2022, these are open to the public and they're all ticketed. And we had this um, on our brain because yesterday was President's Day. Yes. So that's another reason we're yes. doing this right now yes. because that holiday kind of sprung this to the top of the list of topics. But yeah, so... If you find yourself in Austin, this might be a fun thing to do as a family. Yeah. So some highlights, as you mentioned, Oval Office replica. Uh, we got the a letter from Jackie Kennedy. You've got the voting rights desk where you can browse through like a interactive voting rights display or exhibit. Yeah, that was a big part of that administration. Yeah. Pick up a phone in the Great Society Gallery, specifically the first column about civil rights, J. Edgar Hoover or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So this is something I think is so fascinating. You can actually listen to phone calls through a receiver of That's the phone from that time. Incredible. Apparently, the re- the recordings are remarkably good and very intimate. Wow. Um. Almost like getting the feeling of eavesdropping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on an extension. Yeah, exactly. Over conversations that happened 50 years ago. That's so crazy. Perhaps the conversations from the days after JFK's assassination on November 22nd, 1963. Whoa. Things like that. There's a conversation between um, Johnson and Martin Luther King on November 25th, 1963. A conversation with he and Gerald Ford from that year. But apparently this conversation from December 2nd, 1963 with Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. Is one that will bring you to tears. Bring you to tears. Give you chills kind of thing. I bet. I I think that's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting that that technology. We think we've come so far and we have. But we also had a lot of technology, I guess, that preserved... People were recording conversations before Richard Nixon, weren't they? (laughs) It's true. So, yeah. So, if you are in the Austin area, LBJ Library, right there, available to the public. Tickets are $13 with discounts given to seniors, military, college students, etc. Yes. And I think four to 12, uh, under 12 are free. Yeah. Yeah. So, that'd be fun. A fun do. Next up would be the Jimmy Carter okay. Library down in Atlanta. Yep. Sits on 35 gorgeous acres. Have you been by there before? I have been on that property, yes. Okay. Um, I did not actually do this museum. You know, okay. when you're in your 20s. I know. Things are different priorities, I put for sure. my dollars into music festivals, not presidential libraries <laughs> at that time. I get it. I get it. It'd be the same way. Anyhow. Um, yeah, so... 
here, one of the things that I think would be really special and cool would be his Nobel Peace Prize mm. is on view for wow. all to see, as well as, again, a lot of the same things, the Oval Office, how that would have looked. Um, but yeah. yeah, you can see a lot of the work that he did, not only in the administration, but after. He's, yeah. He's known for doing a lot of Habitat for Humanity work and things like that. I did think this dramatic presentation of a day in the life of the president, it's got 13 foot screens. It's a walk through cabin setting for the crucial Camp David meetings. Oh, yeah. And there's like an interactive map table that takes you um, with the Carters to to monitor elections and fight diseases and just different things that were part of that administration. That's awesome. um, Role. So, yeah. And like you said, I mean, amazing setting, great view of the Atlanta skyline, apparently. Yes, yes, just, yeah, lovely grounds. And uh, I think most of these libraries also include the um, limousine of that president. So that would be kind of interesting to see even how cars have changed. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's so fun. That's so fun. Okay. Uh, So that one... um, Similar pricing, I think, ten to twelve dollars, yep, free under sixteen, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, dun, 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 dun. George Bush, George Herbert Bush, yep. George Senior, as I always call him. Yeah. Yes, College Station, Texas, on the near the Texas A and M campus. Yeah. On it's actually is on it actually campus. on campus? Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the as I mentioned earlier. You know, they they're responsible for getting the grounds and raising the funds so i think sometimes colleges will be do participate trying yeah. to get yeah it near nearer on their campus mm-hmm. well um artifacts here inside this museum include a world war ii avenger torpedo bomber similar to the one george bush flew during world war ii wow. wow as well as replicas of the uh camp david and air force one offices yeah. i think that would be cool to see very cool also, another thing kind of of importance here, the bushes are actually buried on the grounds here. That's right. As well as their, their daughter. daughter who died at three of leukemia. Robin. Robin. Yeah. yeah. So they're all so three they're, buried there. All three headstones are there. And, and, and it's sort of offsite. I mean, you can walk to it, but like you can't drive up there. So there's a sidewalk or some sort of path to it, but it's sort of... Of a little secluded area Which makes where they're, sense. they're buried. Yeah, make it a nice place to visit. Well, I think it's funny that, so, you know, collections of artifacts of eight years and time as a vice president as well. Leading he's, the CIA. He's, <laughs> I'm sure that was. They've got lots of, you know, gifts and things. So I was just thinking, well, it must be nice to have a place to put random gifts. Right. <laughs> you all the figurines and sculptures from that person that you're like thank you what do i do with this chinese vase or this egyptian yeah so as i mentioned on the front end of our episode when a president accepts a gift it is technically uh, from a foreign head it's technically property of the american people but the president may choose to retain some of the gifts at the end of their term I thought I didn't I've never heard any of this. So for the gifts from foreign heads of state, the president must purchase the gift at the appraised value. Ah. For domestic gifts or gifts from foreign private citizens, 
under a set dollar amount, which is currently 415. So um, the president may keep them at those as he chooses. Okay, so, so if it's, it's under, under that price, you get to keep it. Yes. Most of them aren't going to be under that price because they give so. unusual. Usually, dignitaries give unusual special yeah. gifts yeah. that are prized in some form right. or fashion. Yeah. Like be it, it's out of jade or yes. it's yes. from an old time period. Yeah. So it's going to be probably yeah. usually more than that. Yeah. Imagine like the antique road show. Like some of the things <laughs> where you're like, that is worth $12,000. Right. Yes. That's what they get. So the for any domestic gifts or gifts from foreign private citizens over that set amount, the president must declare them on their taxes. Now, this is fascinating because we won't mention names. Okay. But I know that this gets fishy waters because... Oh, I'm sure. I've heard of some... I'm sure. Furniture that's left the White House right. and things that right. are, where it's like, uh, is yeah. that yeah. legit? Can right. you do that? I know. I wonder if there's a specific role or a position or a job that's like the roster keeper right. of all gifts. Yeah. So if the president does not formally indicate their intent to keep or purchase or declare the gifts, they're automatically transferred to the National Archives. Okay. So anyway, there's... If it didn't sneak out the back door, it's supposed to be <laughs> archived. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next up is the Clinton Presidential Library in Little Rock, Arkansas. Right. Like I mentioned, we have someone who apparently has, I think it's some kind of eagle sculpture or something. Oh, cool. There in that library. Okay. Uh, well, their family gave it so as this, a gift. This one has over 100,000 objects and works of art. Wow. So I don't know if that's the most, but that seems like the largest number that I saw. So they received a lot of gifts from everyone imaginable, including citizens of the U.S. And I feel like there's a really off-color comment I could insert here about objects collected from President Clinton. Mm-hmm. But I will keep that to myself. But I'm sure you know where my no mind dresses. is. <laughs> no dresses or cigars. Um, well... This particular museum, or I'm wanting to say museum because it feels I more know. like a museum. Library. Uh, also has a restaurant. I thought this was kind of funny. It's called 42, which seems so apropos. Like so he, he was, was the 42nd like the, president. He was the yeah. 42nd president. So I don't know. He just seems like he's like the party guy. So right. he would have like a fun, chic restaurant. Right. And Complete with uh, poker stations and maybe, other, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyhow, it looked like pretty uh, outdoor Again, outdoor views and that kind of thing. So if you find yourself in Little Rock, that might be a fun stop. I'm not sure why this particular library is getting this museum that's coming up, but they are doing a um, Women's Voices, Women's Votes exhibit that is going to be in the spring of this year, 2022. And it's going to commemorate that 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment and the 25th anniversary of the Fourth World Conference on Women. And it's going to just, you know, have a different multimedia exhibit that's going to explore the risks that some of those women t- wow. took and some of the males that, you know, joined them in that fight. And that's those two episodes we did. We did great on those. I love those episodes. When that anniversary actually happened. Um, so that would be a cool time to visit this particular mm-hmm. library. In mm-hmm. fact, you mentioned this, but many of the exhibits at all of these are 
always there. Right. And then other things, just like any museum, has, you know, traveling right. exhibits and in things ev- that change out. And it keeps it interesting for those that are yeah. members. In events, like you said. Yeah. So, you know, if lots of lectures and educational series, but also a, probably a lot of parties and fundraisers, right. too, be my guess. It makes sense that a lot of these are on college campuses, though, because you think of how much research happens in mm-hmm. locations like that. Right. So. Right. It's yeah. a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. For research. Yep. All right. Are we back to Texas now? We're in Texas again. So three of the five are Texas. I mean, you know. Of course. So big there. All right. So now we're down to George W. In Dallas on the campus of Southern Methodist University, SMU. Yeah. I think Baylor had pitched to have this one oh, as well. Did they? But um, it ended up landing at SMU. Okay. Well, I think one of the most fascinating things that I would love to see at this exhibit, because it was very much in a time frame where I was starting to understand history, is they have the bullhorn. Is that what you knew I was going to say? No. Well, I think they also have a big piece of one of the buildings that fell in New York. So the, the famous sort of... Um, coming into New York City post 9-11 trip that George W. made, he picked up a bullhorn and um, really, you know, fired up. Rallied the the troops. Because, yeah, we were also tender. Yes. And somebody yelled something out. I still remember this. And he said, I can hear you. And the whole world's about to hear you or about to hear us. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, something along those lines. So. I wouldn't have remembered what he said. I just remember that it and inspired. And it got the and it, it, crowd roared. We roaring. needed it. Yeah. It was like a hug and a firing up at the same time. Yeah. So they have that bullhorn on display. That would be very cool to see. I don't know if this is, uh, if they have any of this here, but you know, he began painting. Oh. And has painted a lot of uh, just people he likes to paint people's faces and stuff i don't know if they have any of that at this library but that would be wonderful to see i think this was one of the more expensive tickets of the ones we've talked about this is a 26 dollar entry fee but again discounts given to military students free for active military Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I feel like almost everyone was they should free. Be. They should be. <laughs> I don't know if they're if they are, they but they get should es- be escorted in and a free tour guide. There's also a pretty significant discount with the Dallas City Pass. So if you're in Dallas ah, okay. and you're you know those city passes that yeah. like you pay a fee and you get discounts or in, it includes admission to a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. If you're in Dallas and you're going to do several stops, that's a pretty significant discount. Yeah. Yeah, included in this. Um, now, we still have George W. and Laura mm-hmm. with us, mm-hmm. but they will be buried here. Okay, one okay. after their passing. So just like his parents mm-hmm. are buried at their presidential okay. library, this is where they will okay. rest in peace. Okay, their bodies. Um, but it's also you mentioned it's the most expensive. It's the largest of the. F- Okay. Five that we're okay. mentioning here. Okay. I think the largest of all is the Ronald Reagan one in California. Okay. But that may be part of the reason the ticket price is higher is the size. Sure. Well, I figured it was for some reason, that, yeah. you know, whether it be a more interactive, you know, exhibit you get to partake in or whatever. So, well, that might be the one I'd want to go to if I had to choose 
one. Well, it's also during your lifetime that exactly. you remember the most. Exactly. So yeah. that's... But uh, we said this, I think, uh, before we even started recording. Any of these would be fantastic to visit, no matter what your political party... Yeah, regardless of your thoughts on them as a person. They were the leader of our country in the free world for a yes. period of time. Yes. So there's a lot of important things that happened whether you agreed with everything they did or not right yeah yeah it's it's a time capsule that's right really that you get to go look at so and it would be uh worth seeing and taking your family to see yeah all right well we just gave you all some ideas for spring break or summer (laughs) travel or maybe you're already in one of these cities and you didn't even realize you had one or you've been meaning to get over there or you're like me and you were in your 20s and you're like i'd rather put my money somewhere else but it would be it would be very interesting who knows what all you may say there all right well that will do it for this episode we'll be back with more southern cultural topics next week Peace be with you, Laura Beth. And also with y'all.